Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Check, check, Jeremy Baker. Yep. Levels, levels. Levels are good. Wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. And we're uh, on episode 85 today. What? When are we going to get to 100? Well, if you do the math in about 15 episodes. How many days is that? Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, roughly three working weeks, Jeremy. Okay, we're getting there. Yeah. January at some point. At we'll some point. Celebrating we will... the most excellent. Oh, it'll be fantastic. It's feel good. Episode, episode 100 of our radio program, which is 6 to 10 a.m., Monday to Friday on The Peak, 1027 in Vancouver at thepeak.fm, around the world, streaming. Um, and then, of course, yeah, it would mean 100 episodes of this very podcast as That's well. right. So we'll look take, forward to that. Take the radio program and make it available later on demand. But it works for you. That's right. Uh, so this episode 85 is a Santa cast. <laughs> yes. We talk a lot about Santa. It makes sense. We're coming up to that time of year. And um, we're we're uh, going over our Santa pause on the weekend, which was fun. That was our first annual Santa pause pet food and toy drive for the BC SPCA. And we did that over the weekend. And we had the real Santa there. Yeah. And real, actual, real Santa did really good. Yeah, actual Santa. Yeah, for the first cool. one, first annual Santa Paws, that was pretty good. It I was. think next year it's like people are going to see the pictures, be jealous, and then next year we won't be able to handle it. We'll yeah. have to have elves. We're going to have to have mall Santas. Like we're going to need a lot of help next yeah, year. We're going to have to have ropes. We're going to have to have lines yeah, and maybe you know even soon. scheduled times. But you know, first one I think was really good to get it going. On Debate Club today, we talked about. What if you were a regular human and your name was Santa? Because my eight-year-old asked me the other day, he said, can you name your kid Santa? And I thought, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe, probably. Maybe. Like, it's not offensive. It's not an offensive name. So probably. And it turns out that the president and the vice chancellor of the University of British Columbia right here in our fair city is Santa. The this, name is Santa. Yes. Yeah, San- first name, Santa Ono. Yep. Santa J. Ono. <laughs> yeah. This is incredible. So that's cool. We, we learn about that on the podcast. And then also today we will deep dive into the little park huts, the little caretaker buildings that are in Vancouver Parks and the history of those. Yeah, it begins with a sad story yep. as a caretaker was uh, probably murdered, but then it just allowed us to be like, what, a caretaker? And then and then questions and answers and more questions. And, and it was just kind of a neat thing to learn about this weird, quirky bit of Vancouver Park history. Uh, other things to talk about, Semele Carr's 150th birthday, if she was still alive, she died in the 1940s, but uh, famous, iconic... Uh, Artist, uh, definitely for this region that we're from, you know, British Columbia, Emily Carr, born in Victoria, spent a lot of time in Vancouver, where things didn't go so great for her, but then finished her life back up in Victoria. Awesome. And Emily Carr would have been 150 years old today. A Sagittarius. Yes. And a, a really original settler. 
You know, she was born in Victoria to white English parents in, in 1871. Like, what? Yeah, she's that's, like an OG colonist. Like, yeah, that's bonkers. And uh, and as a white artist, uh, you know, ahead of her time, painting a lot of uh, nature and painting indigenous culture, painting totem poles, going to villages. She yeah. went to the villages. She lived with the people and definitely came. I think from my understanding, uh, which is not great, uh, but from a place of appreciation for the the art and the culture and just Mm -hmm. wanted to share that with the world because she could see it going away even then. So that was kind of neat. Anything else that we want to talk about? Oh, we didn't get into the Great Cup too much, uh, you know, in the podcast, but we talked about it on the show. And I just wanted to talk about the Rouge, right? Because, you know what, we should have, like, researched the history of the Rouge. Where did it come from? But in the CFL football, when there's a punt or a kickoff, and, and it goes into the end zone. If you take a knee in CFL football, the team, the other team gets a point. So the Blue Bombers um, were up by two late in the game. Uh, they, so they had scored, and it brought them up by two. So they kicked their kickoff, and it goes all the way into the end zone. And the dude on Hamilton that's going to return the kick, he takes a knee, giving Winnipeg one more point, putting them up by three. Me and my brother joking because all we do is just joke and riff off the rouge. We just think it's the funniest thing. We're just like, oh, that rouge going to come back and haunt Hamilton. We said it kind of joking, but maybe because being up by two, that's nothing. But you just know in football, you want to be up by three. You want to be up by a score as best you can. So Hamilton uh, marches all the way down the field. Six seconds left in the game. They're on their second down. They throw it into the end zone. The dude bobbles the catch. It should have been a touchdown. That should have been the game. They have to settle for a field goal, which is not enough to win. It goes to overtime. They lose in overtime. And me and my brother were like, what? Whoa, that rouge actually rouge. matters. Now, I've just done the Wikipedia yeah, for the Yeah, there we rouge. go, just like I did on Emily Carr. Yep. Um, and... Uh, it's apparently the origin is unclear. I mean, Ru- <laughs> of course Ru- it's unclear. Right? Rouge is French for red. We know that here. Yeah. One theory is that a red flag was used to signal the score in the game's early days. Another is that because the conceding team had a point deducted from its score on the play in earlier days, the tally was called a red point. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it, to take a point off the other team. Yeah. That's hilarious. Exactly. Like, I oh, like you're in the too. red. <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. Actually, I think I like that better. Mm. I don't know why. No, it doesn't really matter, but it kind of still It's more fun to take. I've never seen that in sports. Let's take a point off. And I think it's fun that because it is the Canadian Football League that it is just called Rouge. It's it, the, they we, no one even knows exactly. We use the French word for it. Why? I don't know because the Frenchies. That's why. Like yeah. that's fun. Like let's go Tim Hortons with the Tim Beebs. Give us a Tim Rouge. Yeah. Let's give us a donut to signify that nobody knows, <laughs> and they just keep it in the game. They're like, let's have three downs. Let's have a Rouge. Let's do that, and then let's have it matter in the biggest game of the year. Incredible. Did we watch the halftime show though? I've tried to. We you know what? I was internet, I was probably. so busy with other things, I couldn't watch it live. And I've been looking for it on the internet, and I so far I've not been able to find yeah, it. Yeah, me and my brother picked up the game late. The halftime had already happened. I've seen little so clips, close, yeah. but I kind of would like to watch the whole thing. And we in got its a entirety. text uh, on the show today. Said it was good. Yes. So all right, all right, okay. Let's start the actual. Uh, uh, let's start the actual program. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. The 
in the heart. It's Missed Connection on 102.7 The Peak. Good morning. The early show with Karis and Jeremy, 6.07 Monday morning. Here we are, Jeremy. Here we are. And yesterday, yesterday we were in a parking lot next to the <laughs> SPCA and it was chilly out. Yeah, right. Santa Paz uh, food and toy drive for the BCSPCA. And then we did that Sunday afternoon. Cold. Wet people still came with their pets. It was awesome. We had Santa Pons there for pictures. Yes, and the pictures were like Santa and the whole setup. You know, with the trees and the presents. Like it looked so great. And then you bring the animals in there, <laughs> and it was magical. It was so great. A lot of beautiful dogs. We were and one one cat. The yep. cat was probably the most well behaved of every animal that came, which shocked and surprised and delighted me. The cat was like gave little blue steel too. Sat on Santa's lap. Was wearing some weird kind of elf jester kind of outfit, and then was just like, "All right, cat, look here for the picture." And the cat was just like locked in blue steel, and was like, "Boom, icon." And then cat's like, "Put me back in my travel backpack or whatever, and let's go." Um, and then we had all dogs, which was great, but we didn't get any weird boa constrictors or anacondas or ostriches or anything. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that maybe a lizard would show up. Yeah, wanted or... a tarantula because we knew that Santa really wanted that. Totally. Santa was really looking forward to a giant spider and no spiders <laughs> showed up. So, I'm, you know, maybe this is just the first annual. So, yes. you know, maybe next year we'll get some lizards or snakes or Like spiders. a hyena. Oh, that would be great too. Ever long. That's the Foo Fighters on 1027 The Peak. It's the early show. Good morning. I'm Karis. Hello, I'm Jeremy. It's 620. Jeremy, last night, my eight-year-old asked me, can you name your kid Santa? Yeah, right. Can you? Yeah, you could. I, you could name your kid whatever you want. Well, no, you There's can't. There's kids named Moon Unit, Apple. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but you can't name your kid actually whatever you want. Pretty close. There are rules. Yeah, like uh, Elon Musk found out the limit. Yep. You know, some letters and characters that don't exist in our Western style alphabet. Yep. And uh, but that's about it, isn't it? Like, there's a few uh, like well, hate terms, maybe. Yeah, totally. There, there are hate terms. Uh, there, you know, various countries sort of come out with lists at various times, uh, and there are examples of it's sort of a lot of it is on a case by case basis. I yeah. think too. Um, you know, like for instance, in 2015, there was a couple in France who wanted to name their daughter Nutella. Uh, so what happened there? And that and was that was a no. It, it was it w- no, yeah, exactly. There was a French judge who insisted that the name would only lead to mockery and disobliging remarks, and so it was ruled that the child's name wow. could be shortened to Ella. From oh, I would have went Nutella. I would have so, went with nut, but okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just I mean, had to go Ella. France is a little different there. Uh, okay. So yeah, but here, I, you still could do Santa, right? There's no you, rules. Well, I yeah, here in BC, because again, it could vary province to province a little bit. You know, yeah. here in BC, could you name your kid Santa? I would think yes. I think probably not. You think that you think the government of British Columbia would come out and be like, you can't do it? I think if you wrote down on the little piece of paper, here's my child Santa. I guess there's, there's, I think, I think call, somebody yeah. would say like, mm, no, no, no so, someone would be like, that's not, that's not what I would do. That's not what I would do. But then there's people out there whose name is Ryder. So like, they don't step in for that person. Yeah. They said, that's a fine name. Why not Santa? I'd be mostly concerned about people screwing it up in a text message and calling me Satan. 
Mm-hmm. So that would be challenging. They'd be yeah. like, oh, you know, I meant the right Santa. I wrote Satan. No. LOL. Sorry. You know, that sort of mockery, sure. I could see Coca-Cola coming at you, trademark infringement. Mm. But that's about it. I would think you should be allowed to name your kid Santa. Well, and whether you're allowed to or not. Yeah. Would you want to be called Santa? Ooh, would, that, would that be a cool way to go through life, <laughs> to be Santa? <laughs> Cool, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Is that cool or not I, cool? I mean, to me, that would be a story. You're going out for beers. Imagine you're 20 years old. Yep. You meet a guy. You're yep. like, yeah, dude, let's go for a beer. And uh, what is your name? And he's like, Santa. <laughs> Can you get past that? I think that's a conversation starter. I think you're having a laugh and a chuckle. And then you're like, no, really, what's your name? And, you know, yeah, this like, joke's no, gotten old. And it's like, like no, actually, my name is Santa. And then and then you'd have to pull out your driver's license and show people all the time. Look, I'm Santa. I'm actually Santa. Yeah. Well, wow. And then imagine, you know, you, whatever profession you work in. I mean, I think there would be some professions that would be funnier than others. Like, what if you're a, a doctor? Of some kind. And Dr. your name is Santa. Santa. <laughs> You're like your Dr. Santa Brown or something like that. I don't know. I think I think if you had a certain kind of a job, maybe you're a, a lawyer. You know, something who's usually very serious. You're a very yeah. serious job. And you're Santa. I think that's fine. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think if, I think if you're, you know, Santa lawyer and you got a billboard on transit, like everyone is going to you for divorce court or whatever. Like that's 100%. Or it's like, you got caught with a DUI, call Santa. (laughs) All right, I guess I know who I'm phoning. I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool, but also I can see how it would not be cool. Uh, Yeah, up to a point, I think it would be. It would get very annoying. I mean, if somebody, I have a name, Karis, which is difficult for some people to pronounce when they just read it. Yeah. And... And I get a lot of mispronunciations and yeah, a lot oh, yeah. of, and a lot of misspells. You know, I'm chairs. My name spell checks to chairs. Yeah, that's true. Your name does spell check to chairs. Um, and so I, I don't. That doesn't bother me. It never has. But I, it could bother some people. So I feel like some people. You know, there would potentially be somebody out there who's like. Well, we had the Lumineers just play Brightside. We are going to get to the Arkells in just a moment. The two bands that uh, were a big part of the Grey Cup yesterday. Awesome. Sounded real good here on 1027 The Peak. Karis and I were talking about the name Santa, right? We know very famously Santa Claus. Aside from the fact, could you name your kid Santa? Should you name your kid Santa? Would that be an awesome way to grow up? And we got a text here to 281027 from Kelly who said the uh, president and uh, what is it, vice chancellor of UBC? Yes. Name is Santa J. Ono. Yes, that's what? right. And I and actually Anita texted us at 281027 that as well. And and last night on Twitter, somebody, somebody uh, responded responded to my tweet with that and i kind of almost thought it was a joke like i i saw it i was like what is that for real but it's true santa j ono is the president and vice chancellor of the university of british columbia and this is (laughs) kelly actually said that uh the president uh would send out monthly emails to students and it was a letter from santa and, so he leans and, in. Yeah, and, and Kelly was wondering why, like, why am I getting these in October? And then Kelly realized, oh, Santa is the name of the president. That's why I'm getting this monthly oh my God. letter from it, Santa. Santa J. Odo could send out a letter to be like September. I hope all of you kids are good. 
Exactly. Uh, that's uh, Modest Mouse doing a song called Float On. During the big three, we uh, were talking about this sad story, the 17th homicide of the year in Vancouver. Um, a, a park caretaker who lived on site at a park in a, in a cottage. And he's 77 years old, and, and police are investigating right now, and that's really sad. And then we were like, park caretaker? And got Karis and I just kind of thinking about that as a concept. And Vancouver has a bunch of these studios around. Yeah, and I, you know, growing up in the city, I always looked at those little houses, and through the years, I've wondered, you know, how many people still live in those houses? Because almost every city park in Vancouver has a little caretaker house, and it looks like a house, and in a lot of cases, it looks like somebody lives there. You know, there's a little garden out front. Um, There are curtains in the windows. I always thought they were just like, I just thought they were old, like, cottages from back in the olden days. They were just like, well, we made a park around your cottage. <laughs> right? I, I thought that was it. No, actually, they were built as early as 1920 as field houses. Apparently, there were 56 of them in the city, um, and they're occupied by caretakers of the park, so people who look after the park, and they live in those houses rent-free. Yeah, the, the one here they're showing from Stanley Park, these people live in what arguably would be one of the most prestigious addresses in the city. They live there rent-free in this old kind of cottage-looking house. Their job is to, like, patrol the park, clean the washrooms at uh, the sports fields, and they load the 9 o'clock gun. Yes, and now cool. this now this article is here older. is from 2014, so I'm not sure they are... They're phasing them out is the thing. They're not replacing them them anymore. They decided they're not going to replace them anymore. So if these people move on from there, like this couple that you're talking about in Stanley Park, I'm not sure if they're still there. They were there in 2014. Don't know if they're still there. But if they leave, then that little house is no longer going to be filled with another caretaker. And they had a huge waiting list. Apparently, according to this couple in the article, they said that the waiting list was quote-unquote, as long as the Bible, to like, get in. I, I wanted even, to get on the waiting list. I know. List. I don't even know how you get on the waiting list. They were apparently on for 14 years. They lived in Richmond. They were on the waiting list for 14 years. And then about, you know, 20-some-odd years ago, they were like, oh, your name's up. Do you want it? And they're like, okay. So they sold their house in Richmond. Uh, and they yeah. moved into this cottage in Stanley Park, pay no rent, and live in Stanley Park, which is outrageous you know i mean can you That'd imagine be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's your yard um and they look after the park and they said there's also in the article it talked about a couple who lives um and again i'm not sure if there's still a caretaker in new brighton park yeah. down by the base of the second narrows bridge but you know they were saying a big part of our job is just you know to be security at night like if there are people coming into the park making a big noise or there's causing you know, a ruckus causing a ruckus you know you're sort of that's part of your job too. So it's sort of your, it's kind of a 24 hours a day job in, in a way because you're a caretaker and people come into the park at all hours and you have to look after it. But it's too bad that this is being phased out. They're, the caretakers are disappearing. And so the what hutch, do they do with the houses now? They're going to be turned into artist spaces and uh, places that sports teams can use, apparently. Okay. I mean, that makes sense as well. I yeah. mean, they're still being used. And now yeah. if you see one in a park, you're in Vancouver, and you're like, there's a little hut in this park. A person may live there. Yes. But it may be a sports facility or an artist den. That's incredible. Podcast. That was fun podcasting. That we were was on fun. a podcast. Now we're done.
I like it because podcasting is very real. It's very, uh, it's very new and modern. So sometimes if like I'm at a party and they're like, what do you do for a living? And I can be like, I'm a podcaster and I have a radio show. Yeah. Like, that, you, know, you know, you start with the podcast because yeah. that's, you know, the, like, more relatable. Makes you sound really if cool. I say I'm on the too. radio. They're like, oh, you're a, what are you, a steamship? captain too yeah. it's like no, like no you know yes radio still exists but if i start with podcasting they're like tech do you know elon musk you know you know all about dial up and i'm like i do i know lots about the internet yeah totally i know so much about the Technology. internet um i usually when my computer crashes i swear a lot and i threaten to throw my computer across the room that's how much I know about computers. Yeah, because you're a podcaster. Exactly. So that's cool. Naturally. Um, okay, so I'm still coming up with the podcasting ideas. I want to do more podcasts. I want to do um, a podcast about heists. And I want to do a podcast about, um, um, oh, true life murders that have inspired songs. Nobody steal my ideas. I'm going to be the only person that does these. Don't two. write these down. Don't write these down. I'm writing them down. So those are, what do you guys think? you got to tweet at the show. Mm, yes. Should I do heists? I'm talking like uh, I read the story of these uh, um, thieves in Italy that broke into like a fancy book warehouse and stole a bunch of like ancient books, like $3 million worth of books. And like the Mona Lisa has been stolen multiple times. Me and you talk about on this show, like I swear, every other two weeks about some sort of heist. Yes. Like, and and like it, Ocean's 13 kind of thing. And a true heist is one where they get away on mopeds. Yeah, they got to get away on mopeds. Like we'll dive into all that stuff. That will all come out in the podcast. The other idea I had was uh, after – the Weedus story that we had a while ago. I can't remember which podcast number it is, but you can go back and find, just search Weedus. Um, so Weedus is Teenage Dirtbag, a little bit inspired by a true crime event. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, true crime's pretty hot. Yeah, but, but what But I about... like music. Yeah. What if we put that together? And it turns out there are other songs inspired by true crime events. So that's the other idea. That's, I like both of those I ideas. I think they're both good. I think, I, I don't even really have the energy or time to do either. But if I did one, which one should I do? Heist? Or true crime jukebox. I like heists. Heist is kind of fun. Yeah, it's you know it's exciting to find out how the the crooks get away. Yeah, how they plan it. Exactly. You know I mean? Got deep dive into that. Okay, yeah. cool. Tweet your idea, uh, which one you like better? At Jeremy underscore Baker or at Karis Hogg, C H A R I S H O G G. That's our Twitter. You tweet at us. Be like, hey, I'm coming at you from the podcast. You get chips. Yeah. Win the chips. Tweet the show. Today's question, uh, if I was to do yet another thing, (laughs) (laughs) should it be a true crime podcast about music, music and true crime together? I'm calling it true. I already have the title. True crime jukebox or heists. That one will need a title, too. Yeah, the heist one? Yeah, maybe like Don't Steal This Podcast, something like that. Ooh. Something like that. We'll or, that. or Moped Getaway. Moped Getaway. Well, not everyone has mopeds. No, that's very, true. We will I do guess. that one. I guess. But that to me, when you say heist, you I imagine very thing. well-dressed criminals on mopeds. Yes. Well, man, we're going to have to find. That'll probably be episode one with the mopeds. Because yeah. that was so iconic. Mm-hmm. It was just heist, European heist in every way yeah. that we could imagine. There was like Audis involved and, right. and mopeds. And we were like, well, oh, it doesn't get more European than that. Yeah, and like opera tickets. Yeah, it was like in Paris. It was great. Right. 
Okay, cool. Uh, what else do we got to talk about in this podcast? Anything else? Uh, uh, no, I think that's it. I think we're done, right? I think we did it. Yeah. This podcast went way longer than I thought. I was like, oh, it's going to be a short one. And now, and now look at where we are. 30 minutes again. Here we go. You guys and the bonus free content you get from the program. It's yeah. incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, we love it when you're here with us. So you until any, until next time. Anything to talk about for tomorrow? No. Uh, I, I'm we not, don't even know what tomorrow No, brings. we don't even know. We, we will figure that out tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and this show just kind of goes. All right. Oh, and if you know Santa J. Ono from the University of British Columbia, President, Vice Chancellor, tell him to call the show. Yes. We've got a lot of questions for Santa. Yeah. Like, he can tweet us. He can call the show, 604-280-1027. We just need to talk to a real-life Santa. We can't get a hold of the one in the North Pole. We would really like to talk to a real-life, just regular old human Santa person. We want to interview Santa on the show. Yeah. So, please let... Santa know that we want to talk to them. Okay, that's going to be that. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here. That was fun podcasting. That we were was on fun. a podcast. Now we're done.